Tonight's episode is brought to you by Leap Spirits. Hey, Dane, what do you get when you combine Leroy Butler's Leap Vodka with Robin Rion's Robinade Old School Lemonade? Officially, it's called Leap and Lemonade, but unofficially, it's called the best tasting canned cocktail made just for Wisconsin. Wags, Leap and Lemonade. It's a refreshing classic. Folks, let me tell you about this. It brings together products from two Wisconsin sports legends. It tastes delicious because it's made with real award-winning vodka and real juice. It is 6.7% alcohol by volume and is sold in six-pack, 12-ounce cans. It is the perfect canned cocktail for tailgating and get-togethers with your friends and your family. Leap and Lemonade, two Hall of Famers, one great drink. Leap Vodka is the official vodka of the Milwaukee Air and Water Show and Wisconsin's Vodka of the Year. To find Leap Vodka and Leap and Lemonade in a retail store or a restaurant near you, visit leapspirits.com and click on Find Leap Vodka. See show notes for details. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Hey, hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Dane here, as always, with my better half, Andrew Wagner. Wags, how are you doing tonight? Two days into Packer training camp. I'm feeling good. The helmets are back in Green Bay. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but just to clarify, we're talking <laughs> podcast partner. Um, so anyway, Dan, I'm ready for Packer football. I can't believe it's kicking off already. And uh, it's uh, it's been a long haul, but the offseason is over. And the season is upon us here. We're recording on Thursday night. Uh, day two of camp is in the books. And I couldn't be more ecstatic to talk about actual football. As much fun as it has been to go into offseason content and interview a bunch of Packer players that we've been ha- able to have on the podcast. Um, it's really cool to get into the uh, actual football discussion on the field because that's what this is all about. Yeah, man, it is. It's, it's, there's something about it, right? Training camp, guys are riding the bikes down. It's the whole thing. It's so much fun. Uh, we've already seen over the first two days, Aaron Rodgers is being Aaron Rodgers, slinging the ball all over the field. We know what to expect with Aaron, but there's an awful lot of other news that's kind of come across uh, in the days leading up and now uh, a couple days into camp. And I, before we get into, um, maybe some of the what we're seeing on the field. Wags, I'd love to just get your two cents on off the field with David Bakhtiari. I mean, how can we not lead with Bakhtiari? Packers all-pro left tackle, um, not practicing, on the physically unable to perform list. How worried should we be? There's rumors that uh, a report that he, he had another um, knee um, procedure done here in the last few weeks or months. Um, Wags, how, how should I feel? Are you going to calm my nerves or, or what's your, what's your two cents right now? Well, David himself seems to be trying to quell any nervousness around it. So I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. We, we were talking about this back in minicamp. 
when he doesn't participate and wondering what the story was. We knew there was more to the story, but at that time, nothing was disclosed. He actually had the procedure done. It sounds like back in April before OTAs and minicamp. Um, so this has been a while now since that third procedure. Uh, so we still don't have an exact timetable for when David might be able to return. Uh, it is interesting that at the time the procedure had been done and at minicamp, Coach Lafleur said he expected David to be ready to go for camp. And so the fact that that didn't happen, knowing that he had done the procedure then and that it wasn't just, quote unquote, normal rest uh, that they were giving him during minicamp, uh, it tells me that something's still not quite right. And so uh, originally, if they thought the procedure done in April would uh, put him on a timetable to be ready to go. I'm sure they didn't want to have to say anything. This was not uh, the news that I think any of them were anticipating. I'm sure they realized it might happen, but optimistically, they probably figured we'll just keep this quiet and hopefully David's ready to go right at the start of the camp. Um, I, they may have had to disclose the procedure uh, still, but there really would have been no concern if David would have been able to be um, ready to go and not on the physically uninformed list uh, from day one at practice. So uh, you have to have concern for sure. Is this career ending? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not privy to any inside information, uh, but Dane, it doesn't seem like that's the tone of the discussion. But that being said, we're coming up on, you know, uh, 19 months since the original injury. And they're saying this has nothing to do with the ACL, but then it's still a problem. So whatever it is, um, I think you have to be a little bit concerned about it because uh, we don't know until David's able to go out there, get on the field and uh, stay on the field that this isn't going to be an ongoing issue. Yeah. I mean, you said it all. We, we're not privy to the medical information, but anytime he's not practicing, uh, getting closer now to two years, really. I mean, he played a little bit in week 17, but I don't, you know, it doesn't count. Right. So um, it's a little bit concerning. Nobody wants to be out there more than David Bakhtiari. I don't think it's, it's not for a lack of trying, but damn, man, uh, this is not the news that we wanted. Um, going into training camp and all eyes are going to be on Bakhtiari. Now, one thing that I think we do need to clarify is uh, with the physically unable to perform list in preseason training camp, guys can come off at any time. You see a lot of um, false information out there that, oh, does the physically unable to perform list mean, you know, he's out for five weeks or eight weeks or all this different stuff. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, last year, Patrick Taylor came off at after four days, I think. I think this year he was on it for like all of uh, 20 minutes and he came off it. So, um, you know, the Packers can use this, uh, the pup list interchangeably. So Bakhtiari is not limited to the time he needs to be out. He can be back at any time in this preseason and back after it. Yeah. And I theorize offline, Dean, and I'm not saying that this is what it is, but it, with all of the guys that they, that the medical staff has to assess, um, and doing their their physicals prior to camp, is it possible that they just said, you know what, uh, we're we're seeing a little something here. We let's give it a few days, give it a week, and let's do a like a more thorough full medical. Um, they're going to have a little bit more time. Uh, they've gotten through the rest of the team and and you know some of the roster turnover that we've seen here at the start of camp, and that that 
gives them some time to to really do more tests and and be a little bit more thorough and and just be on the maybe overly uh, cautious side, which uh, it to some degree bothers me if it were in season. But uh, with where they're at right now, why not? So um, per, I I don't think that's what it is, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that the medical staff just says we need to have a few days let's give us a week and really keep a close eye and do some multiple tests with david just to make sure that this is definitely right this time before we clear him to come back to practice wags put on your uh, magic eight ball uh, put it in your hands is he going to practice at or excuse me playing any preseason games or do you think he's just coming back potentially for week one how do you think that that operates well, it's too early to know for sure. I don't think we have enough information to be able to say. Um, I, I guess to me, Dane, it, it really depends on what exactly is causing the problem. Is there some type of chronic you know, issue that's going to cause inflammation? And is that something that's going to go away? Mm. Um, or is he just going to have to play through it at a certain point? If there's nothing structurally going on, with the ACL and the ligaments um, that could potentially put him at risk for re-injury of the, of the ligaments. Then I think it becomes a question of, is David going to play through this or is he not? Because I, I mean, again, I'm no doctor, but he just had four and a half, five months to do some additional rehab after another procedure how much more rest is really going to do him be beneficial at this point? So I hate to say it, but if he's dealing with something that might be a little bit chronic, um, unfortunately, that's that's part of being a professional athlete. And as part of getting older as a professional athlete and getting later in the career is deciding. And I'm not saying David has to play with this injury. If he decides that, you know what? quality of life is more important to me and I'm going to hang up the cleats. I'd hate to see that happen, but no one's forcing him to go out there and play with this injury. So I think that at a certain point might be the question, David, do you want to play through this or are you not? I, I, I don't, I know he's doing everything he can. So I don't want to sound like one of those fans that's questioning his heart and desire to get back. Mm -hmm. Uh, But frankly, I just think at a certain point, once the season rolls around, I don't, understand exactly how uh, unless until they tell us and explain more what's going on with the knee i i guess i don't understand how more rest is going to be beneficial um he he might just have to figure out he either plays with it or he doesn't um and uh, we'll see how the knee responds from there no, it's good, really good insight. And, I, and maybe that leads us into what we're seeing the first couple of days uh, from the offensive line position. Um, it's it's critical with uh, David out and Elton Jenkins still working his way back from the ACL himself that the Packers figure out the hot corners here on the offensive line. But really across the board, um, they've got a lot of talent on this offensive line. Uh, but there's an awful lot of guys as well that are kind of working their way in, and we're going to find out who the best five are. Matt Lafleur himself said that they're going to be we're going to be seeing a lot of looks this preseason, and and so far that has certainly been the case. Wags, uh, what did you make of uh, day one? It looked like day one, Yash Nyman at left tackle and uh, Royce Newman at right tackle. Um, today, Zach Tom, the Packers' fourth round pick 
was over at left tackle, Yash Nyman over at right tackle. So the Packers already showing a lot, and that's not even to mention all the inner workings in the inside of that offensive line. So uh, anything that really stuck out to you so far in this O-line? Not significantly. I think Royce Newman at right tackle is notable. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was the guy that, uh, as a rookie, came in and uh, basically locked down the right guard position all last season. Had some normal, I think, rookie inconsistency in the first half of the season. And I thought really grew and developed as the course of the season went along. So is he comfortable kicking out? He played tackle in college. So I have to imagine, you know, he's got length. He's got, um, you know, he's got the frame and the size uh, to play tackle. So I think from that standpoint, he can do it uh, laterally. Is he going to be able to hold up against some of the the quicker edge rushers out there? Well, we'll have to wait and see because chances are, if we know Elton Jenkins isn't going to be ready to go week one, so if 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 David is not ready to go to start the season, or it is something that's going to be, you know, more serious than that, then I would say early indications are that's probably the plan. And day two is more let's just get some of these young guys, some reps and get some different looks and see how they can hold up and throw them right into the fire and, and see what happens. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's, it's Josh, Josh, he's been, you know, doing left tackle all, all off season. And he was there during the season last year. So um, that's not a surprise to me at all. That's kind of what we predicted. I think the only surprise is we thought David would be back and Yash would be kicked over to right tackle competing mm-hmm. for that right starting right tackle job. Um, so perhaps that's the only surprise, but given the context, uh, I think it makes sense. I mean, certainly Myers um, is, is the incumbent at center. And if he's able to stay healthy, I really like what we saw out of him. Um, and uh, John Runyon Jr. Uh, just kept getting better and better yeah, over the course of player. last season. So I've got a lot of confidence on the interior, a young group in the interior offensive line. Uh, but even with Royce Newman potentially kicking outside, I think our interior is in really good shape. We we replenished with a lot of talent um, early in the draft mm-hmm. and in the mid-rounds. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to watch those guys uh, as they get more and more reps as over the course of camp as well. Thanks. Were you surprised, as surprised, maybe I should say, as I was to see Jake Hansen roll out with the number ones at right guard to start this? I mean, Royce Newman, as you mentioned, was was the right guard last year. I mean, the Packers drafted Sean Ryan uh, early there in the third round. I've got to expect he's going to definitely be in the mix there. There's a number of other guys, but uh, I was a little surprised because I always thought that, you know, Jake more of a standard center uh, didn't expect to see him bouncing around at all. Uh, do you think that that's just uh, deferring to the veteran a little bit, seeing if he can be some of that swing? Because that's my read a little bit uh, on Jake, is if he's going to stick for another year in Green Bay, he's going to have to be a little bit more flexible than just being a primary center. Yeah, it's hard with Jake. It's interesting. They must, uh, honestly, they must like him more yeah. than we know because he he hasn't gotten a lot of, repetition in training camp uh, in the, in the preseason games last year, as you said, he was primarily a center and they were giving a lot of run uh, to Josh Myers last year in his rookie year. Um, And Jake is in his third year with the team and in his rookie season, I didn't know if he was going to make the cut to make the team and not, 
anything against Jake. I, I think we liked him uh, coming out when the Packers drafted him. But, um, w- you know, we had Lucas Patrick was getting all of the backup snaps at center uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and certainly um, that was a situation. It was like, well, if Jake's just a center, are they going to keep him on the 53 when he's essentially the third string center. Uh, but the fact that he's playing guard and he was on the roster all year last year as well, has only played six snaps in his entire NFL career um, tells me that they must like Jake more than what we're seeing of him on the field mm-hmm. in actual preseason action. Um, that being said, it could just as well be to your point, Dane, a situation where he's the veteran and it's a put up or shut up. I, I don't mean to, say that as a pejorative no. uh, but um this is his third year and if he can't lock that down now then all things being equal they'll probably give the nod to one of the younger guys as they're making those roster decisions yeah i mean i look at zach tom right who already is getting so many opportunities talk about an opportunity and day two being left tackle right i mean we know it's early they're going to do a lot of touching but like it's that was pretty remarkable to me and you know our guy cole schneider too is another guy who i could actually see slotting into that Jake Hansen role if Jake's not able to lock something in early on in camp. So give the veteran early run, but if he's not showing, um, he might be losing his reps pretty quickly to some of these other young guys. Yeah, Dean, let's, should we talk a little bit about wide receivers? We have because, to. How um, can we not? Our listeners yeah, we will have, burn We might have to talk down. about, yeah, it might have to be every episode we talk about <laughs> wide receiver. Um, after the draft, uh, we haven't seen Christian Watson in, in in practice yet in camp and after the draft I think we were both talking about you know excited about Christian Watson but wouldn't be shocked if someone like Romeo Dubs or Samari Toure is getting the early run and kind of jumps up ahead in the depth chart lo and behold Dane talking about the crystal ball from earlier um, at least through two days Romeo Dubs looks like the real deal and I'll tell you what we thought Well, his path might be special teams. Maybe he gets a crack at being a punt returner. And uh, uh, we certainly knew he was going to be on the roster, but we'll see what happens. Uh, But Chris route runner, we knew that coming in post-draft. Everything on the scouting report says he's faster in pads and and as a football player and his routes, in and out of routes, than he is in straight line speed. Um, And uh, that seems to be translating and he's giving our our young and talented DB core uh, a, a lot of trouble through the first couple of days. So, Dane, take a victory lap on that run uh, because Romeo Dubs, uh, I think, is a guy that for the first couple of days is popping out on the field, and that's got to be welcome and exciting news to Packer fans. Wags, if I was a reporter, I would say, hey, it's two days and they're not in pads yet. I'm not a reporter. I'm a huge Packers fan, and I'm super excited about what Romeo Dubs is doing uh, without pads on. One of the things that really stuck out to me um, is everything I'm reading is Dubs is going up and high-pointing the ball. He's going up and he's getting that ball at its highest point in the air. And that's something that, and I hate to compare guys that are no longer with the team, but MVS had a trouble with his entire career uh, in Green Bay. And to hear that Dubs is very casually and very um, naturally going up and high-pointing those balls and bringing them down uh, is music to my ears. Packers, one of the the beat writers, Aaron Nagler, said that he Randy Mossed Eric Stokes today. Um, That is awesome. 
right? And because we know who Stokes is. Stokes can play ball. So when you've got a young guy coming in who's doing what he's doing, it's really exciting to hear. He's got really good hands. As you mentioned, a good crisp route runner. Uh, and let's not pretend that Aaron Rodgers isn't taking note that when he wings a ball up in the air and Dubs is coming down with it. I was reading that he was uh, back shouldering a couple balls today in practice too. Um, I love anytime number 12 can hit a number 87 with a back shoulder catch. It's uh, It sounds pretty good to me. So yes, it's two days in, but it sounds like Dubs has been the, the talk of camp through those first two days. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's one of those situations where um, Juwan Winfrey made a yeah. couple of uh, pop plays, particularly yesterday in practice. Uh, he's certainly one of the guys that's going to be battling. Uh, to make the 53 as a wide receiver uh, had some moments last year, uh, but a lot of competition here this year for sure. Um, and I think another guy that we're going to want to be keep, keeping a close eye on at least fans uh, are for sure is going to be Amari Rogers. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to overreact, but when I saw that he lost 16 pounds since last year, that's a lot of weight. For a wide receiver, especially someone with, and he's muscular, but he's not like six five, right? So um, I'll be interested to see because he did seem to lack a little bit of burst last year. So has that weight loss translated to maybe recapturing or, or getting a, a little bit more burst and quickness? Um, again, Amari's not a guy that was ever a top line forty speed guy, you know. He's not going to be running a go route down the down the seam, but um, if he's able to uh, reattain a, a little bit of escapability, um, particularly as a return man, but then also potentially getting some some looks in his second year as a receiver, uh, that's going to be a significant development as well. Because I'll tell you what, um, I know that third round picks year two, it it doesn't seem like well the Packers really give up on Amari Rogers and caught him this, this year. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but he's not a guy that I look at as a lock for this no. 53. He's going to have to be go out there and, and be really productive in camp. And he's got a lot of young guys clearly that are nipping at his heels because if uh, Romeo dubs locks down the return man job and Amari's pedestrian, isn't really doing much as a receiver, then he's squarely on the bubble as far as I'm concerned uh, for this roster. So um, I'm interested to see how, uh, you know, his his ability to reshape his body might translate uh, to his um, uh, productivity and his performance out there in camp this year as well. That's a really good point. And I mean, this is a wide receiver group where I'm guessing they keep six. Uh, I've seen some, you know, mock um guesstimates having them keeping seven. I don't think they're keeping seven on the active roster. I just don't see that happening. Um, I'd be really surprised. So, you know, I, I think it's really going to be up to that kind of battling in that part. And that's where somebody like a Juwan Winfrey, not a big special teams guy. So, you know, he's really going to have to show in camp and, and, and so far so good. Right. But um, we're going to, we'll keep an eye on all that, but I would agree. Amari Rogers um, definitely not a lock. Um, draft capital be damned, right? This Packers team, they're looking for the guys that are going to stand out and uh, no better opportunity than right now if you're a wide receiver in Green Bay to, to stick out and, and do something. I mean, Wags, I'll even say that, um, that um, um, excuse me, um, 
Davis, Danny Davis, former Wisconsin Badger, Danny Davis, he's looked pretty fluid so far. And I think he could be a prime practice squad candidate um, based on how he seems to have taken to the offense so far through a couple of days has made a couple nice uh, plays as well. So um, it's, it's a, it's a group of wide receivers that there's not a bunch of huge names, but there's guys that are out there that are working. There's some professionals on this roster. And I think it's going to be um, as competitive as a position group as I can remember uh, they're being in Green Bay in the last few years. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had one last thought on the wide receiver group, but um, Sammy Watkins, but let's tease that. Yeah. And before we uh, get into that discussion, let's take another break to hear from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And football fans, DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever back in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers football, their first ever NFT fantasy football game. A new way to enjoy fantasy football, a new shot to win millions of prizes, and the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. So, Dane, gearing up here as we get ready for the season, um, you know, this is exciting news for all of our listeners and uh, for folks that enjoy fantasy football and daily fantasy. Thanks. I mean, are you kidding me? DraftKings just changes the game all the time. They're, they are, they just do it. They are the premier sports betting as far as I'm concerned. Um, this, this, this is just like uncharted territory. I love, I love what DraftKings Sportsbook's doing. Folks, of course, use that promo code TPPN, but um, I'll tell you what, just what they're doing, you've got to check out uh, this this new uh, offer by DraftKings Sportsbook. Wags, where can folks go if they want to do this thing? Yeah, so download the DraftKings Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in so that you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes, a football season, and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, Dane, I was teasing before the break. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking about some of these young guys, and that's where Sammy Watkins, non-football related injury, not practicing for the first couple of days. Sounds like that'll be short term and Packers expect him to return here very soon. Um, so how important is it for some of these young guys to take advantage of the reps? Because even if we don't think Sammy Watkins 53-man roster spot is necessarily guaranteed, the way that Coach LaFleur and Aaron have talked about Sammy, it seems like he's expected to be part of this team this year. So how important is it for some of these young guys to take advantage early on right away in camp uh, of these reps and, and uh, these opportunities to show out right off, uh, right off the bat? Well, extremely. I mean, it, and I, I, I think that it's all about consistency. So the more that a receiver's out there and making plays early on um, these coaching staff's not dumb. If you're a young guy, and the first few days you give those extra few reps and you're looking good and you're looking like you can play ball. They're not just going to bury you when a veteran comes back. They're going to want to see more of you. That's just the reality of the league. So I think it's a huge opportunity for these young guys. And the Packers brought in a couple USFL wide receivers as well, Wag. So I look to them too, right? These guys that just came in 
off the street in the last 24 to 48 hours. This is their opportunity to shine. They don't know the playbook all that well. They haven't gone through, um, you know, some of the, the mini camps. So go and show before Sammy Watkins arrives, because I've got to think they signed two guys with Watkins out. When Watkins returns, one of those guys might not be on the roster that much longer. So, you know, who's going to stand out? Who's going to try to earn a practice squad spot? This is their chance to do that. And with Sammy Watkins, I mean, there is no guarantees. We saw it with Devin Funches last year. Um, veteran guy came in and the Packers decided not to bring him along uh, for the regular season. I don't think that's going to be the case with Sammy. I think Sammy's going to make the 53. Uh, but, you know, when he comes back, he's going to need to be ready to go because um, any rep and every rep he can get with Aaron Rodgers is going to be premium before the bolts start flying and the regular season starts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Yeah. We may not have a clear-cut one two or even third receiver guys are going to slide into those roles, but uh, nonetheless um, we do have a lot of competition yeah. uh, uh, with this wide receiver group. So it's going to be interesting to see who starts to stand out uh, as training camp develops. Uh, Dane, let's, let's talk a little bit. I think last topic we want to touch on today, Jordan Love. Yep. And uh, that's been something that we've been keeping an eye on as fans, obviously a lot less drama with the Aaron Rodgers situation this offseason, which was very welcome for, I think, all of Packer Nation. Uh, but that being said, Jordan Love coming into his third season now, and is he the guy that's going to eventually be that heir apparent? And we've said all along that this preseason is going to be really critical for Jordan Love and, and what his future is with Green Bay or even as a potential starting quarterback in this league uh, if it's somewhere outside of Green Bay, if the Packers decided to flip him for a trade. Um, what value does he have uh, in the eyes of scouts and uh, both internally and across the league? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it's only day two, but you said earlier that um, Danny Davis was turning some heads and, and making some plays, and a lot of that was some connection with Jay Love um, Tyler Davis, our boy, also yes. uh, with a, a goal line touchdown uh, from uh, Jordan Love. Uh, and so um, we're seeing from Packer reporters today, several mentions, Jordan Love drops a dime, Jordan Love, mm -hmm. you know, and yep. those were not words or phrases that we were hearing uh, in relation to Jordan Love in his first or second preseason. And so will that be a consistent theme? Throughout camp, gosh, I hope so. That'd be great. Dane, what are your thoughts here about where Jordan Love stands and what we can expect to see and what you're hoping to see over the course of preseason and preseason games? Well, what it sounds like so far in these first couple of days that Jordan's letting that ball rip out of his hands a little bit more. And, and, you know, I think that's actually a quote the coaches have said in the past is we want to see Jordan let it rip. And it sounds like through the first couple of days, He's really just, you know, trusting himself, trusting his decision making and trusting his arm. And I think that was a bit of a problem the last couple of years was he was still processing the plays. Every time we watched Jordan play, you could tell he was thinking a lot. And listen, you want to have a quarterback thinking, but just like any position on the football field, sometimes thinking too much isn't a great thing. And if, if he's starting to process even a little bit faster, 
it's going to do nothing but be beneficial to Jordan and, and to the uh, to the offense. So love to hear that so far he is just tearing that ball out there, and he's and he's really seeming to hit some of his receivers. Um, even a couple drop balls it sounds like from some receivers where the ball was on the money and they just couldn't complete the catch. So um, to your point, Wags. I do not think that this Packer or or really any beat writers over the last couple of years have been um, giving Jordan the benefit of the doubt. If anything, they've been like, you know, he hasn't looked good today. He's looked inconsistent, yada, yada, yada. Through two days, I believe them when they're saying he's dropping quote unquote dimes. And you just love to hear it because how do you not root for Jordan Love? He's carried himself the right way. Um, since he's come to Green Bay, more we'll know more as camp progresses. We'll know more as the preseason continues. But I love to hear that Jordan's reading those routes and he's making some good throws so far. Yeah, uh, and you couldn't have said it more perfectly. Not overthinking. He's always had the arm, um, and he yeah. he's got mobility. He's a big guy. I mean, really, big. he is. And so if the game slows down for him a little bit, I think that's when we have the opportunity to see if things will really click for him. Now, uh, again, talking about needing to put productivity out on the field, that's what Jordan's going to have to do. And he's going to have plenty of opportunity this preseason. So hopefully for his sake, he can stay healthy uh, because we need to see him in every preseason game this year. He's going to have a lot of reps. And I think the Packers want to throw as much as that at Jordan Love as they possibly can. Wags, I got to think he's going to play an awful lot. I mean, the fact that the Packers are only carrying three quarterbacks going into training camp um, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's played a preseason game since 2018. Now that might change. That might not change with all these new receivers. Um, but even, even if it does, I don't think Aaron's going to be out there for halves of preseason games, right? So that means what it tells me when you only have three quarterbacks on the roster and one of them's not going to be playing a lot in preseason is Jordan loves him to get a ton of repetitions. If you remember last year, folks, Love missed, uh, I think, a game with COVID or an injury. I forget what it was, but he wasn't able to play in one of the preseason games. So I think it's incredibly important that he gets out there and puts up good tape because, you know, you can work on the film room, you can work on the practice field, but it's nothing like taking live reps against other teams' competition. This is an incredibly important preseason for Jordan Love's career. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be um, a ways to go yet as far as practices and we've got joint practices and getting into games but um, for him on his second day um, as we said it's a welcome development and and you're so right uh, there's nobody in that Packer media that's going to be blowing smoke no. when it comes to Jordan Love we've been up there and seen him in person at Packer camp and practices and last year it was apparent he just wasn't quite ready he wasn't quite where he needed to be uh, to be in a position where you would say, well, I'd be comfortable with yeah. him leading us if there, if, if God forbid Aaron is injured or doesn't want to come to camp or whatever that is. But, um, you know, I, I think if he's, if he's ready here in year three, uh, that's definitely going to put him and this team in a much, much better position as we move forward. Oh, Wags, we're just getting started folks. Uh, training camp is upon us. We are going to be back regularly. 
uh, bringing you updates on the Green Bay Packers and the preseason. And Wags, it's also going to be family night here uh, next Saturday. And um, I think we're going to do a little giveaway. What do you think? I'm feeling like maybe we do a little bit of Christmas in August. What's your thoughts to that? Yeah, uh, we're definitely give us doing a giveaway. So we got some tickets that we're going to give away. Um, we're going to do a Lombardi's Legends family night package. We've got some Lombardi's Legends teas, Lombardi's Legends koozies, and uh, tickets. Uh, four tickets to give away for family night. So take the whole family, take the kids, and really enjoy. So we'll be on the lookout. I think we're going to be sharing that in our social media on Facebook, Twitter, um, and uh, um, Instagram. Uh, so that we'll have more information out there on how you can be eligible to win that family night package courtesy of uh, Dane and I here at Lombardi's Legends. We're excited to do it um, and um, sign up early and often. Um, vote early and often. As you say, I don't know if we're voting on anything, Dane, but uh, follow no, no. us. We're or, fleshing follow it us out. and we're like us early on, and often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's really exciting. So, Dane, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that or no, where, the where folks we'll, can find that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it out there on social media this week, you know, the, to, this week and this weekend. Uh, so folks have time to to put it out there ahead of uh, ahead of family night. Family night, if you've never been, folks, is there's nothing like it. It's, it's so much fun to watch those Packers practice under the lights with about 70 plus thousand of your best friends. Yep, for sure. So um, so stay tuned. As Dane said, we'll be getting more and more uh, content out there as camp develops. And uh, we're going to have many other uh, topics. Uh, we'll, we haven't even talked about the defense at all, but I'm sure we'll be able to make some rotations around to some of the other position group that we're really looking at as we see news and uh, practices unfold as we move forward. So that'll do it for us here this evening. Thanks so much for listening and following along. As always, be legendary and go back, go. Go back, go. Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck Only thing I